0: 256th plagued episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast, where two quiz masters talk about posting... And writing. And writing. Yes, that's the other thing. Great. Great. Fantastic. Exemplary. Impeccable. Exemplary. Pub Trivia. I am Mark. I'm here with Lee. Hi. <clears throat> we... I'm going to tell the story now. Now we've got to tell the story. <laughs> sure. Tried to record this a couple days ago. Yeah. Halfway through. Mm-hmm. Power bump. Lost yep. my whole thing. Tried doing it over Zoom. We tried did to doing it, we, the responsible amateur thing. Amateur mode of not recording a backup while we were. Didn't record yeah. a backup. <laughs> yep. And amateur mode. I immediately went and bought a battery backup. Oh, nice. So that t- took care of that. Yeah. Tried to record here. We got about 10 minutes in. And one of the tracks wasn't recording. Is this episode plagued? I don't think so. I think I think we're just building up to the best. Yeah, this is going to be the best, obviously. It's got to be. Now it's got to be. Just that if we get it
1: done, in my mind, it will be the best. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. Uh, we were talking previously about, previously on this recording, we were talking about Jimmy Buffett. Uh, we are a Florida, you know, we are Florida-based. Yeah. Uh, Lee, born and raised in Florida. I moved down here when I was six, so... Basically a Floridian. Uh very, very sad passing. I was never a big Jimmy Buffett fan. There is an episode of Lyrics to Go about Cheeseburger in Paradise. hmm Um and uh, Great episode. Thank Great you. song. And yeah, and and Seth is uh, you know, a pirate looks at forty. I mm-hmm. see a lot of people posting that song in particular. I know you had uh, a a pretty constant soundtrack of uh, Jimmy Buffet when you were growing up. Yeah.
1: Um Songs You Know by Heart, which is a compilation of his uh, hit singles from like the 70s and 80s. That was a CD mainstay in the rotation mm-hmm. uh, in my house growing up. And then, you know, I took it with me and then continued listening to it. And yeah, he is uh, he's our uh, Florida mascot. And he is he's now moved on and uh, he will be missed. And Indeed. the R.P. to him. Um, so yeah let's uh let's go ahead and do our weekly wrap-up i'm itching to get into this episode before something else <laughs> goes wrong <laughs> and we have to start over a fourth time at ollie's pub this week quiz number 558 kicked off with Pub quiz ahead of the pack at the end of the first round while our second saw less than zach pick up significant ground to gain the first position Ultimately, it would be Quiz Khalifa returning to Ollie's for their second effort and earning their first victory with 111 points. Pub Quiz in second with 85 points and Just the Tips in third with 81 points. At Pointy Bell Brewing Company, quiz number 559 saw incredible competition among several teams with the Hurlers establishing an early lead in round one. And Sister Sister and Company tying with You Smell Different When You're Awake in the first place position by the end of round two. Those teams would stay close to the bitter end, but You Smell Different When You're Awake would be vindicated after several weeks of missing out on first place by a single point, this time earning the victory in (coughs) turn. with 131 points sister and sister and company in a close second with 130 points and too much tuna in third with 116 points how sweet it must have been to have been deprived the victory for two weeks by a single point and then to win by a single point so congrats to you. you smell different when you're awake on that yes And at Fathom's Restaurant and Bar, quiz number 560 saw a tight race to the top for two teams that competed in similar fashion last week with Bilge Blowers and Seacocks, claiming the first back-to-back victory at Fathoms with 78 points, Honey Badgers in second with 72 points, and Newcomers Just Us in third with 63 points. That's what happened at No-Nonsense Trivia Live this week. Mark, how has trivia been at Nice Guys Pizza recently?
0: Good Three-way Or four-way tie For the first round At uh, last week's Trivia Um Eighteen points each Artsy Fartsy Um Four girls (laughs) One brain cell Yes Um And A wet spot And also a team Uh Called Frogs F-R-A-W-G-S Frogs Four-way tie My question was A relatively easy tiebreaker What is the capital Of Pennsylvania Not so easy.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on. on. So no one knew it. (laughs) Oh, okay. It's, uh, hold on. It's, um... It's not Philly. It's not Pittsburgh. Those were the first two guesses. It's, uh...
0: Everyone else gave up. It's not Allentown. Mm Mm-mm. It's... uh, Like the Billy Joel song. It's, uh... So you can see it? how spectacular. What is it? This went. Harrisburg,
1: Harrisburg, <clears throat>
0: Harrisburg, <clears> throat> Pennsylvania. Throat> Holy shit! I
1: would have never gotten that.
0: Probably the right. worst. <laughs> probably the worst capital in the United States. Hey now! <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't mean any offense to Harrisburg. I've never been there, but I mean, <laughs> Pennsylvania is a ta- is a worst, state with you could so say many least big memorable, towns. Maybe I well, guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's what yeah. I mean. Inconspicuous. <laughs> yes, uh, but I mean, with so many different memorable towns in Pennsylvania, you would think that they would go with one of the other big. T- I mean. You know, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. come on Yeah, Scranton I mean, Right for the picking Yeah, even Scranton I would take Scranton um, So they won They won the take first uh, <laughs> please, Take my Scranton, <laughs> please uh, So Wet Spot won the first round Wow uh, With what a different tiebreaker Which was What is the capital of Louisiana? Man, more capitals <laughs> Come on, man I had to come up with something off the cuff uh, Pff, Tallahassee I'm just kidding. (laughs) Baton Rouge. Ah, Baton Rouge. A little bit tricky because a lot of people would automatically, yes, a a lot of people would obviously usually think New Orleans, but it Mm -hmm. is Baton Rouge. Yeah. Um, Artsy Fartsy winning the second round with 40 points. They almost didn't play. Greg talked them into playing, uh, and they ended up winning the second round. <clears throat> but at the end, it was Wet Spot with seventy six points. Wet Spot. Yes, uh, Artsy Fartsy did. They're the uh, Harrisburg of
1: trivia teams because you wouldn't expect them to win. Indeed, you know
0: uh, by Ar- that name. RT Fartsy did actually get the last question right. However, uh, they only wagered one because they did not. Uh, they were unsure. I sat there. They were sussing for around four to five minutes trying to guess the answer to the last question. They ended up just going fuck it we'll just go with this and we're not sure so we'll go one and oh the pain of just sitting there and seeing them suss out the right answer basically out of like a hail mary and uh put down one i was just like okay thanks a lot best of luck and then Oof. uh had to deliver the bad news Motherfucker! <laughs> exactly Well, if you missed it and you'd like to
1: join us for trivia soon, we're at Ollie's Pub in Cape Coral on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. We hope you can join us then for opportunities to win Ollie's gift cards. Free cards! Which you could use at the bar or on one of their signature sandwiches. Try the many Ollie-licious offerings off the menu at Ollie's Pub. Every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. when we have our weekly quiz. Wednesdays, we're live at Point E. Bell Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida for a no-nonsense trivia challenge based on your category requests. Please join us for your opportunity to win some
0: free beer and
1: to suggest categories for next week's quiz and to enjoy God-tier smash burgers <laughs> from our weekly food vendor. Come play our weekly quiz at Pointy Bell Brewing Company starting at 7.30 p.m. every Wednesday. And on Thursdays, we're back in Cape Coral at Fathom's restaurant Bar, located in Cape Harbor. We'll be offering Fathoms gift cards. Free cards! For first, second, and third place at our newest weekly quiz event. Come enjoy some perfect pub provisions alongside our quiz, based on your category requests, at Fathoms and Cape Coral on Thursdays at 6.30pm. That one starts an hour earlier than usual. Take note of that. And please come out for a special bonus Friday edition of No Nonsense Trivia at Pointy Bell Burn Company on September 15th. That is, uh, we'll, we'll have two... Quizzes at Pointy Bell that week We'll have Wednesday and Friday night that week Two quizzes So uh, it's been very popular over there They're bringing us on a second night for that week Just to uh, make do for the demand So please come out on September 13th Wednesday and September 15th Friday For two chances to win free beer From Pointy Bell based on what you know and some of that salty, savory, and smoky goodness by 3D Barbecue. That's Friday, September fifteenth at seven thirty p.m. at Pointy Bell Brewing Company. And of course, every week in Cape Coral, you can play Mark's Trivia on Wednesdays at Nice Guys Pizza or on Zoom, starting at eight p.m. For a link to the Zoom meeting, check the show notes or just visit bit.ly. That's b B-I-T i t l y slash Nice Guys Pizza Trivia, all one word. And please don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, X, Threads, Reddit, wherever else you can find us. Join us on our Discord server to stay updated on all of our podcasts, streams, and events. Join us.
0: Won't you? Two things. The amount of the first place prize at Nice Guys is going up. I'm not nice, sure how much yet guys but I uh but I talked to Greg and I said, Look, we've been given the same prize, prices have gone up. Let's go ahead and maybe increase that. And he said, Yeah. So we're working out exactly how much it's gonna be. Uh he was figuring out inflation between when the prize was initially set and now. Um so somewhere oh, sure. probably <laughs> the thirty to thirty five dollar range as opposed to twenty five. Dollar, uh, hey, bar tab. that's so great. that'll be considerable and that'll be very very nice also you did mention first position I do have to go on record to say Max Verstappen did break the record today for most <laughs> Grand Prix wins in a row with 10 beating Sebastian Vettel uh, right. so if there's if you go to trivia and they ask questions about F1 Max Verstappen and Red Bull making history so very very exciting stuff Cool. And just a little note for our listeners. Um, no, no. I know that, uh,
1: you know, sometimes these intros can get a little long and stuff. And so I uh, did something a little different for our uh, Patreon supporters this week. I did a post quiz recap, a quiz master's log, where I basically just did a little eight minute recap of uh, not necessarily the scores. But, you know, the uh, experience of like hosting that particular quiz and uh, some interesting things that happened during that quiz and how I dealt with it as a quiz master, I think that'll lighten up the intro in the future. But it also let me, you know, uh, put some of those conversations out there for, you know, you can comment on. On Patreon directly, or we have a uh, Patreon channel in our Discord mm-hmm. as well if you want to get the conversation going out there. Uh, anybody who is a proverbial lightkeeper and up will have access to those Quizmasters logs, just like our bonus episodes. There you go. Cool. All right, let's take a little break, and then we're going to come back with our first round of trivia questions. All right.
0: back uh we will go ahead and get started with our first round of trivia yeah lee uh my first question for you generally what animal lives in a warren mm.
1: yes 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 so uh as we mentioned earlier mm. we've uh attempted to record this episode a couple times mm-hmm. and uh well, you know what, we like these questions. And even though we didn't get them on record, we do remember how we performed. So in total honesty, I'm just going to say in total transparency, drop the curtain. I did not get this question right. You did not. I did not. I guessed that it was uh something like a, a badger. I, I, believe I think that badger was, that was, that was your my guess. guess where I landed. Um, but we want to present these questions to you regardless because we selected them for the episode. And even though Mark and I have already spoiled them for ourselves, we want to put them out there, you know, give you access to the questions. And then, you know, the second half of the episode that we never got to, those will be uh, fresh questions for us to do a proper suss on. Mm-hmm. So uh, Badger was the answer that I logged. And you told me that I was wrong. Wrong.
0: There's kind of two answers, but widely considered the correct answer. Rabbit or hare is the correct answer. Prairie dogs also uh, live in warrens. Oh, kind of okay. like a rodent thing in general. But warrens generally are are rabbits. Right, right. The home of the of the little bunny rabbit.
1: Right, and I remember asking if uh, you know Watership Down was the name of the warren that they lived in. Uh-huh. If I, I don't, I don't know that I've ever read it or, or seen the movie. But I'm aware that that's you know a piece of uh, you know. Young adult fiction or, or children's literature, maybe. But it's, I, it's very yeah. sad. I, I understand it's very sad. That's what
0: I've heard, yeah. Yeah. I have also never read or seen it, but I have, I have heard that it is pretty devastating.
1: Yeah, or maybe it's just called Watership and there's a rabbit go Watership down! Watership down, man! Game over, man! Game over! Game over, bro! And the first question that I have for you was a film adaptations question. Film adaptations. Mm-hmm. Question is, nothing lasts forever, is the title of a Roderick Thorpe novel that inspired which 1988 action film that became a franchise?
0: Yeah. And I did a little bit of sussing here. Um, 1988, I was eight years old um, and trying to think of action movies around that time, I was kind of hemming and hawing uh, very unsure and somehow out of my anal cavity I pulled out the correct answer. I was thinking it was thinking like, suppository. You yeah. went
1: into your suppository.
0: I was thinking 48 Hours, maybe. I was thinking of a couple of movies like that. And then uh, when I, you know, because they, they also did another 48 Hours. I was thinking possibly Beverly Hills Cop um, being a possibility. I knew that was an 80s movie and there was Beverly Hills Cop 2. And, of course, the title of the book, though, Nothing Lasts Forever.
1: We talked about how that... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, indicates a certain franchise, action film franchise. Absolutely, and the answer was Die Hard. Yes, yes, Die right. Hard. But what I was getting at was that uh, nothing lasts forever. Kind of sounds like a James Bond. Mm. Movie oh title. yes, yeah. And, but you you said nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, that's not way happening. too late
0: for for James Bond. I don't even know when the first James Bond movie was, but I would guess the nineteen seventies, maybe early nineteen sixties. I want to say sixty nine. Okay. Yeah. That would be so nice. I want to say that too. That would be nice. I, I had I had a work call, uh a a meeting, and we were talking about something and someone said sixty-nine and everyone was like, huh, and I was like, mm, nice. And I saw one of my coworkers picked up on it and uh and had a hearty giggle. A very, very, very good time. Subtle. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> very subtle. I mean no one else got it, I don't think. So what if your boss said, How dare you? <laughs> Uh my next question for you what name is given to the hybrid plant that can grow both tomatoes and potatoes on a single plant
1: Yeah that's interesting so you got a uh a plant that grows potatoes underground and tomatoes on the the you know the stalk on above the vine, ground yeah. yeah um it's an interesting idea interesting concept they're both I think I think they're both nightshades. I'm not sure about the potato. they potato I don't think potato. They is. they must be closely related in some capacity to be able to uh, subsist and survive so closely Maybe. interlinked, interlinked, interlinked. Uh, if I could call back to Blade Runner 2049, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I I I could not come up with this. It is a it is a very. Uh, clever name, though. I believe you told me that it was uh, the Pomato, right? The Pomato yes. is correct, Yeah. So that's not for me. That's for the correct that's answer for the just to clarify. Answer. Yeah. I can't remember what you had said. Well, I made a very idiot uh, decision that po- t- t- uh, Potato and Tomato had the quote, same exact ending. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Which they did. don't. No. If I had realized that they were different, I could have probably come up with tomato. Did you guess Spudmato? Uh, something like that. Maybe, maybe it was, was mato. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I was trying to think of like a nickname swing for a potato. And a miss. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Oh boy, I can't wait to get some new questions cuz spoiler alert, I did not do, do so well in this uh first round. Now, my question for you for number 2, my second question for you was a uh, question about a particular one-hit wonder. And I was asked recently if I ever was uh, sneaky. One of my players asked me, "Are you ever sneaky and like play like music that has like the answer and stuff like that?" Mm. And I said I don't, but I did recently do that. I don't usually do that, but I did do it recently once uh, because I had this as a final question, which was about the uh, Tom- Tommy Two Tone hit "Jenny" eight six seven five three zero nine. And I played this full song ah. and then asked the final question about the lyrics. Yeah, it's funny. Song. I did
0: not. Re- I remember getting these questions right, but I don't mm-hmm. remember what the questions were as you unveil them to me. They yeah. come ru- the. The good feelings come rushing back. Yeah, and you had a good suss for this one, too. In the
1: lyrics of the outro of Tommy Two-Tone's one and only hit song, Jenny, 867-53099, the song's narrator says he can turn to Jenny by calling her number for the price of what, Mm. which was the cost to make a public payphone call at the time of the song's release in 1981.
0: And I would be remiss if I did not give the listeners... The same experience I gave you, mm-hmm. which is that <clears throat> I don't know much. I know that this was released in the early 80s. And when I think of the 80s and I think of the praise of a phone call, you're just taking that can to pound town. It's impressive.
1: I'm thirsty. I just mowed the lawn. So I've got that post lawn mowing oh. thirst. That post lawn mown.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, uh, post mow moan. Post- I, well, there's a joke in, there's, there's a joke in there post lamone post mo mo loan anyway um <laughs> when i think back to then and how much a phone call cost i remember the hit television series mama's family post ma alone <laughs> i think post mo loan is is the best one all right yeah yeah because like Malone, but Molone. Molone. Yeah. Molone. Molon. That's it. Post Molone. Post Molon. Post Molone. Because you mowed your lawn. Yeah. Anyway. I'm in a state of post Molan. <laughs> yes. And so he needs my my mm. boy needs his drinks. So there was a TV show called Mama's Family. You were not familiar with this TV show. No. Uh starred um Valerie Harper, or no, Vicki Lawrence as Valerie Harper. That is Mama. mama. Uh, and a couple of other different famous people appeared in there. I believe Betty White was on there for a little bit. It had a theme song that is one of my favorite theme songs of all time, and it goes like this: Ding ding ding, ba Bum, bum, it is up there with Matlock As two of my favorite theme songs of all time Both of them very Lee and jazz At In this show When someone would call her Her voicemail, <laughs> voicemail Her answering machine Would say It's your dime, spill it And as a kid I was like What the hell does that mean? I don't understand this Payphones cost a quarter because it's the 1990s at this point. And my mom had to explain to me, payphones used to cost a dime. That all led me to the sus of saying a dime. Yes, that's right.
1: And man, I wish that our listeners could hear the exuberance that I had for you when you were getting oh. these questions, right? Because these were, uh, these were some difficult questions. Basically I was, I was throwing you some that were, I thought a little bit more difficult. They were rated difficult by our players. Uh, that film adaptations question only 57% of my players getting that right. That last one, 47%. So you're ahead of half of the, the grouping
0: there at that point. And none of them pleased you quite like the next one, which I was most happy with um and some of our listeners at this point i felt pretty bad for you i i thought that the <laughs> warren question was going to be a shoe in mm-hmm. uh i was a little uneasy about the second question but thought maybe you could get it so i gave you a question the that i knew Nino. yes i i thought that maybe you could suss that you know uh but at this point i decided to give you a question that i knew you could knock out of the park so that way you weren't leaving the first round feeling like dog <laughs> shit. oh man Snake, I hope I get it right this time. It's Snake and Autocon are characters in what video game series?
1: Ah, yes, Hideo Kojima's Metal Gear Solid. You yes, and me. he even knows the guy who
0: came up with the fucking game. Yeah, so he's
1: a video game legend. I rem- Yes, thank you for uh, for throwing me a softball there <laughs> for your third question. Well, I'll tell you, not many people got it right. It's it's a softball for me. It's some niche information. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But Snake is a. Uh, it's the name of not just one character, but several characters adopt that name in the in the series. Oh, I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, or different versions of the character. And my last question for you uh, was the Lord of the Rings question, where I asked, in the Lord of the Rings, what birthday is being celebrated for Bilbo on the
0: night that he gives Frodo the ring? I I thought this was another question. The other question... Was the first question of the next round? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got. Through, that we was, got into round two. That was very pleasing. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, I I boffed the name of what it's called, but it is I. I am not a huge I. I was telling I can't remember if this was in the sus when we were talking, or I was talking to someone else. But I've never there is there is no one geek franchise that I've ever really fully immersed myself in. I like Star Wars. I like Star Trek. I like Lord of the Rings. I like all this stuff. Just enough knowledge to be dangerous. You're a bit of a tourist in it. You don't stay. Yeah. You know. Now, there are some people who are very, very good about all of them, like Fletcher. Mm-hmm. He stays and stays a while. He's a diplomat.
1: <laughs> he, he moves around the, yes, the world. You absolutely. Know, and
0: serves as a capacity. In he the, speaks eight languages. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. He's a well-traveled man. Um. I, not so much. Um. I have famously said... I do remember uh, Break the Dishes, Smash the Plates. That's what Bilbo Baggins hates. That has stuck with me. I don't even know if that's how it really went, but there was a guy Matthew Heard in my um, in my uh, English class when we watched The Hobbit who used to say that all the time over and over again. He thought it was very funny, and then we would laugh with him and kind of at him that he would do that. Um, wow. A class that I had with Fro. Uh, one of my only classes that I had with, with him – in high school, oh man, very very good. We need time. to get him back on soon. <laughs> oh please! Um, by the way, I saw John John Davis, not from corn, but mm-hmm. also asked about being back on. Had a blast. Oh cool, great. Wants to write some more questions. Yeah. sounds good. Um, but I knew, I knew, I I can't remember what I call, I called it like his one elevenths or something like that. But it is his one hundred eleventh birthday. Yes, that's right. His eleventy <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> eleven D. That's hard to remember. Still eleven D. Yeah, eleven D first.
1: Mm-hmm. But very clever. Yeah, very clever uh, piece of writing there. All right. Well, that is our first round. Yes. Let's uh, let's take a little break, mm. and then uh, we'll come back with some miscorrections and our second round of questions. Perfect. it's time for some missed corrections. <sighs> missed
0: correction.
1: I'm here to tell you that shallots are not maturated scallions. Yeah. They're just not.
0: Mm-mm.
1: So, uh, yeah, the green onions and the scallions are totally different from the shallots. They're kind of like cousins to each other. But scallions and shallots are easy to mm-hmm. mistake. That's what I do. I think I might have even se- said that green i don't remember what i said but that's the case they're not the same yeah and then we uh also were talking about the proper term for the seesaw carts Mm.
0: on railroads we investigated that and found they're (laughs) called hand cars or pump cars or something else or they've got about four or five names a velocipede or kalamazoo or a velocipede i thought that was a bicycle uh it says velocipede huh also called a jigger.
1: Also, I in the last episode I talked about how California hasn't had a tropical storm in about a hundred years. I was slightly off with that. Their last tropical storm happened in 1939, and it killed almost a hundred people. Jeez! So that's where the hundred came in mm. to that. And uh, thank you to all of those who wished us well over this last period. We did have uh, some outer bands from Hurricane Adelia, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we largely avoided. I think any any significant um, mess here in Southwest Florida, uh, more in the Big Bend area of, of Florida got hit. So, you know, um, best to uh, to those affected there.
0: Uh, but we appreciate all the well wishes. Yeah, we did have some flooding in uh, Fort Myers Beach, which even that, I mean, is frightening as hell with all the water damage from before, but definitely nothing like Ian before. And it's it's interesting to me, I was talking to some people about why it is that four Myers beach seems to be flooding a lot more than it did before. If it's just like saturation in the ground still or what, but still, still feeling the effects for sure. I went to Sanibel the other day for the first time and ugly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to get people out there. And yeah, I mean this, you know, there was a lot of like pre-storm anxiety, I think, Mm. you know, because of how it went last year and the fact that it changed course, Ian changed course so uh, rapidly. In the, in the days before landfall, you know, people were wondering if that was going to happen to us again this time, since mm-hmm. it was pretty much taking, like, the same vicinity
0: in a similar path. And a lot of people saying they felt silly for being worried. Do not feel fucking silly. Yeah. Your feelings are valid, especially in the case where we know so many people who lost uh, almost everything, if not everything. So don't feel silly because you're worried about a category anything hurricane coming by hitting a place that's still rebuilding. I mean, there's loose stuff all over Fort Myers beach that could get flown around because they're building stuff. I mean, these are very, very real worries. And we now kind of have finally felt for so often people around here would joke around about hurricane cakes, which have recently been banned by publics. They're not making them anymore. I don't know if you heard about that, but they would make like, you know, people joke about hurricane parties and people still do. It's always been kind of in bad taste, I think. Uh, I don't know if you agree, but um, it especially now, I think. The idea
1: of getting together during a hurricane, you know, and like riding out the storm together and and, like partying throughout it.
0: I mean, looking at it as as a time to party as opposed to like realizing that if you're going to get together and party, do it. I don't give a shit. But looking at an oncoming hurricane as nothing but ha 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 it's fun and games. We've found out that it's not just ha 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 fun and games. Yeah. I think
1: that's what it is, is that the perspective has shifted. You exactly. Know? And it was, it was years and years of, you know, we had some bad hurricanes, you know, you get like one bad one every five years or so, you know, mm-hmm. and it never hit your area. You know, Andrew did not hit Southwest Florida, right. you know, Charlie did. Um, but Ian was just a, a totally different, totally different thing. Yeah, And, uh, yeah, and so the, the perspectives changed, and, you know, I, I totally get that. Yeah. We also heard from Holgast, who wrote, while dactyl does mean finger, as in pterodactyl, polydactyl can mean either extra fingers or toes, so either would have been correct. And wants to know if the question about hypo- hypokalemia that you asked, Mark, mm-hmm. was inspired by chubby emu. A uh, YouTuber says, if you watch his videos, you learn a bunch about
0: medical words, particularly about things in the blood. It was not. <laughs> I've never heard of that person before in my life. Um, I I don't just, know him. <laughs> I don't know him. I think I just found it somewhere. Um, found that word somewhere or something like that. So unfortunately not.
1: I'll be ever fa- thankful for that K in there to uh, remind me of potassium. Mm-hmm. You know, for that, for potassium deficiency. Nailed it. And in the words of Quizmaster Mark on the No Nonsense Trivia podcast, two rights right a wrong. You being right and you writing in. If you'd like to write us with a missed correction. Rate us with a write my question. Or write us with a rate my question or even just a little no note. Whatever. You can't throw me off. <laughs> you write to us at no nonsense trivia Call us at 6966 or find us on social media Social media social And if you have yet to do so, please take a moment to review our show on Apple, Podchaser, Goodponds, wherever else you might find our show available for rating or review. And don't forget Patreon supporters to to go check out the new feed on Spotify that has all of our bonus content and stuff all in one feed on Spotify. Mm. So if you support the show on Patreon and Spotify is the main way that you listen, that is the feed that you should be uh, subscribed to. That's the feed you need. That's the feed you need, baby and yeah. we'll put a link in the show notes to that specifically so you can uh, check that out and if you don't show the uh, support the show on Patreon now's the
0: do time. it. Hi. Hello. Please. Please five make stars it so we only don't have to work. and uh, a little support on Patreon please. Yeah. Five dollars <laughs> five stars and $3 only or more than $3 if you want to. If you if you're so inclined.
1: Yeah, $3 gets you access to the full archive of shows. And uh, $6 and up gets you access to all the additional bonus content.
0: For the price of like a creamer a day, not even a coffee a day, you too can support two – I was going to say hungry, but <laughs> let's be honest. I'm neither hungry. Of, neither of us I'm thinking about going bonus. and grabbing
1: a slice of pizza right now.
0: I was going to ask you if you want to go to McGregor's Pub after this hashtag, not an ad. Uh tonight's not a good night and okay. I did go last night actually. Ooh, you did. Yes. You went to you went to Tiki and McGregor's? Yeah, we went My to My boy.
1: <laughs> we went to Jungle Tiki, had some drinks.
0: You went to Hawaii and
1: Ireland? Yep. And Beautiful. had had the uh the beef nachos which are like a uh, wonton nacho, Asian mm-hmm. style beef at Jungle Bird and then uh at McGregor's Grill we had half and halves and got the mini christies which are uh two Mini Monte Cristos. Yes, and, I saw those. talking,
0: uh, While we're, talking, Ooh, while we're, were pumping up local places, yeah, I told you I went to Sanibel. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who don't know who are not local, it costs $6 to drive out to Sanibel. Cross the bridge. On Sundays, they do not charge for a limited time to help promote places out on the island like you were mentioning earlier. So I went out with two friends of mine, Fletcher and Kristen, past, empl- past employees. Well, they are past employees of mine, but also past guests here on the, ga- on the, on the show.
1: Childhood friend of mine, Fletcher.
0: F- yes, yes, and old friends of mine. Um, we went to Doc Ford's on Sanibel, and I got chicken, Fletcher got ribs, and Kristen got steak, which I wanted to get, but she was going to get it, so I was like, well, I'll just get the chicken. She gave me a little bit of the steak, and I am here to tell you, holy balls. It is one of the best steaks I've ever had in my life. The topping, they had these like caramelized onions that were almost reduced to the point of like a sauce. It was so good. I'm still blown nice. away by it. Nice. I've been thinking about it since I had it.
1: That's awesome, man. Very good. Yeah. I had a good steak this weekend too. Kyle made a ribeye and uh, <sighs> came out perfect. Yeah. So good. How about we get into our second round of trivia here? Let's, so let's do it. Yeah. Let's talk about it. This was the boats question. Yeah, I think this is the one that you were thinking of. And I was terrified. Mm-hmm. And this is the, the last one that we'll go over that we've already been over. Yes. So, uh, yeah, this was the fourth one that I asked you, and this was the fourth one that you got right. What is the name for a single-mast sailboat with a fore and aft sail configuration? I'll read that one more time for our listeners. Please. What is the name for a single mast sailboat with a fore and aft sail configuration? Single mast and a sail in the front, a sail in the back.
0: And so you had said, drum up, if you can, the powers of Tim and Joey. Mm-hmm. And I dug deep within inside myself and I said, well, there are two kinds of ships that I know just outright that I'm familiar with the name of schooners and sloops. And I kind of hemmed and hawed for a minute. And then I recalled the lyrics and I kind of mumbled the lyrics to the hit song. Sloop John B by the beach boys, by the beach boys. Actually it is a, um, it's like a, a, a song, like a traditional song. It's like a folk song. It's a folk song, specifically for like some island. A Mariner's folk song. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I think when I looked it up at one point, like, you know, maybe it was just where they had heard it or whatever. But it was oh, okay. like, you know, some island, like the island of Mauritius hmm. or something like that, where, I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, where they heard them singing it. Anyway, there, were, there was a big fight about who was going to sing lead on it. So I was like thinking, and I was like, the lyric is, so hoist up the John B sail and see how the May sail sets. Well, they didn't say sails. They just said one. And your question said it was a single mast. mast. And so I said, well, I I know I'm just giving myself a 50-50, not looking at any other types of ships but I'm going to say sloop.
1: And that's correct, Mark. And you lost your damn mind. Absolutely, man. Because only, uh, yeah, again, half of my team's got this right. And you were just on a roll this episode so far. So congratulations to you. And especially on picking up on that, that clue. I did say when I asked this question, I dropped a little tease. When I reread the question, I said, I'm not going to play the Beach Boys song. You know, and uh, then when I reread the question, I said, and I'm not going to repeat that hint either. Mm
0: -hmm. So either
1: you heard it or you didn't, you know, just messing with my players a little bit. You know how you (laughs) do sometimes. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, only I don't know if half of them heard me say the Beach Boys song, but you picked up on the uh, the lyric that is the giveaway and
0: the key to that sus. So good job on that. Thank you. All right. It's all uncharted territory from here, my friend. Mm -hmm. Here's your next question. The hit TV show NCIS was a spin off of what earlier series, which also flaunted an acronymic name? The hit TV show NCIS was a spin off of what earlier series, which also flaunted an acronymic name? Hmm.
1: NCIS. And it was uh, another series that had an acronymic name. What's the one that has uh, We Won't Get Fooled Again as the intro? Yeah! Mm -hmm. I think that's the show. What was that called? I don't know. I don't know what that was called, but... Thankfully, another acronym has popped in my mind, and I think it's actually the right answer. I think
0: it's CSI. So I'm going to go with CSI. Sorry, that's incorrect. No! <laughs> the show is Judge Advocate General, or JAG? JAG? NCIS is a spin off of JAG? It is. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. It, JAG's not still on. No. Okay. So mm-hmm. that is, it, it like spun off and then. Is NCIS still on, or was that just... Uh... I believe
0: NCIS is still on. Wow. That's... NCIS has been on since, since for, for a dog's age. The JAG legacy. Um, yeah, NCIS, uh, Military Police Procedural. Um, I mean, there are a bunch of NCISs. Um, so let's see here. Uh, the As of 2022, NCIS is the third longest running scripted, non-animated U.S. primetime TV series currently airing suppressed only by law and order svu and law and order mm. That's That's as of 2022 and it looks like it's still on 20 seasons won't get
1: fooled again is the theme song to csi miami mm-hmm. so no need to miss where he takes off the there. glasses
0: and still has glasses on right not really but in, in the memes meme. in the memes
1: in the meme here's an astrology question for you Oh, oh okay getting back at me <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, no, this no, is, no. This is where you need to take this next step. Absolutely. You know, and see, uh, see what you're made of here. And CSI. Mm-hmm. Named after the Roman king of the underworld, what is considered to be the, quote, planet of power, transformation, and rebirth in astrology? Named after the Roman king of the underworld, what is considered to be the, quote, planet of power, transformation, and rebirth in astrology?
0: Well, it's not Neptune, because that's water. King of the underwater. Mm. Mars is the god of war. Earth is just some dumb shit. Venus is the goddess of beauty. Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus. Pluto isn't a planet anymore. So we're looking at Saturn, Jupiter, or Uranus or Uranus. Can I hear the question one more time?
1: Named after the Roman King of the underworld, what is considered to be the planet of power transformation and rebirth in astrology?
0: I think it's, I think it's Uranus. I think it's your, I think Uranus is the God of the underworld. I'm going to say Uranus. No, I'm sorry. I think
1: Uranus is the god of the sky, if I remember correctly. Mm. It is, in astrology, Pluto. Pluto's because not a planet anymore. In astrology, not in astronomy. They don't care about that kind of stuff in <sighs> astrology, my friend. Come on now. You know, I almost Come on I now. Was
0: almost thinking Pluto, but that's why I like gave a look to you. All right, whatever.
1: Yeah, that question did not go over it went over similarly live. <laughs> um so you know, just be aware. You want to stress in astrology for that one, but still, uh 25% of my teams got that right. So it's not an impossible question. But yes, uh, you I and you, you might say, "quote Planet of power transformation and rebirth," um, you know, just to really emphasize that we're not talking about astronomy here, we're talking about mm. astrology. <laughs> but
0: different, you still say What, rules. what
1: planet? Well, they consider a planet in astrology, so I don't know what to tell you. I'm using I, it's an this astrology, is why astrology question. Sucks. It's
0: an astrology question. They're like, who cares about science? <laughs> it's a planet to us. <laughs> Whatever. Here's your next question: What cooking herb comes in lemon, woolly, and silver varieties? What cooking herb comes in lemon, woolly, and silver varieties?
1: I'm almost well. There's. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure there's lemon basil. Could be chives. Could be, I mean, any number of herbs could be time. Wooly. I seen a wooly herb. Have I? Silver basil, silver time.
0: It's silver (laughs) (laughs) time. I'll go with basil. Sorry, that's incorrect. Time. It is time. It is
1: time. It is time for time. It's time. Okay. It's time, baby. Mm, Lemon time. Woolly time. It's woolly time. Silver time. (laughs) That's what grandma says before she's about to knit you a sweater. It's woolly time. (laughs) (laughs) Baby, it's woolly time. (laughs) All right. My next question for you, my third and final question for you of the round. Mm is a landmarks question land me yep not a quiz mark but a landmark mm-hmm. museum island a unesco world heritage site that's comprised of five architectural and cultural museums is located on the river spree in which european country this is a island made entirely of museums called museum island it's a unesco world heritage site And it's comprised of five architectural and cultural museums, including objects and architecture from the ancient world. And is located on the river
0: Spree in which European country? S-P-R-E-E. You got it. Man, would you believe it that I remember reading a question that I almost wrote about. I can't remember. Maybe it's a capital or something that is located on the river Spree. And I can't remember what it is. Um so all I have is that it's Oh the capitals have done you in you say. Yes. So all I know is that it's a European country. Um River Spree and you're just looking for the country, right? That's right. Um I'm going to say um I'm going to say Italy. No.
1: You might find the Po River in Italy, mm. but the River Spree is located near Berlin. In Germany. Yes. The main river of Berlin. So Germany, the answer I'm looking for there, but yeah, the, uh, there are several, um, ancient artifacts located on museum Island. Which sounds like a, some kind of like Pokemon location or sounds something amazing. like
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here is your last question for me for the uh, second round. Bess Wallace was the wife of which U S president, the 33rd of the United States. Bess Wallace was the wife of which U.S. president? The 33rd of the United States.
1: Hmm. 33rd. Bess Wallace. Uh, hmm. So either didn't take his name or something's going on with the name. There's no president Wallace as far as I know. So a a name mismatch astute Mm -hmm. observation.
0: Otherwise this would be a very easy question thinking like
1: Truman, Jessica Taft was
0: the wife. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I mean, that's what makes this question interesting to Mm. be fair to be fair. Um,
0: We go with Herbert Hoover. You're not even going to like try and count back to the 33rd president, huh? No, go. I know I can't
1: do it. So in, <laughs> Fair in order, I'm that's incorrect. It that
0: if you took a pair of clippers to him, his name would be Shorn, but his actual name is Harry Harry Truman. The oh, what the hell! I timed it again. <laughs> I said, "Did you hear me say Truman?" Yes. Oh my
1: god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you know what happened in my mind? What? This is so stupid. I can't believe I'm going to reveal this. Said so what was what was Harry S. Truman's wife's name? Harriet Truman.
0: Move on. Kind <laughs> of get a Harriet Tubman going on? <laughs> yeah. Something. Jeez. I can't believe you just said that out loud. I need another
1: break. Yeah. <laughs> Let's well, take a break. Guess what? Perfect this timing. End, end this Jimmy Buffettless episode. <laughs> An episode where there's no Jimmy Buffett yeah, in seriously. the world. Our first one. You can uh, and you can feel it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Take it a break. We'll be back. We're back, and it's time for a missed correction. <laughs>
0: question? Yeah, yeah. You got me fucked up. <laughs> no, we, we
1: hey, we landed it. Yeah. We landed it. Hi, it's Holgast. Hi. Starts this email. Hi, Gast. I have been meaning to send you guys an Australian themed rate my question for ages. No. But haven't quite nailed it. I just came up with this one though. What is the single syllable name of the genus? For both wild and domestic pigs. Meme lovers. That's you, Mark. Me. And quiz masters. Both of us. Me and me. Meme lovers and quiz masters alike should be able to figure it out. Well, that's just great. I haven't been able to figure out one freaking answer, except that Hideo Kojima one. Thank you for the video game question. But anyway. Well. What is the single syllable name of the genus for both wild and domestic pigs? No answer here. Look it up. Regards, whole guest. Regards. Spoken don't answer here. Look it up. Spoken like a, a villain from a, a novel called uh, "Nothing Lasts Forever."
0: Regards. <laughs> Regards. Thank um, you, Bullgast. Yeah, thank you, Swine. No, I don't think so.
1: Sweet.
0: The what answer? The the, the single uh, syllable
1: name for the genus of genus. both wild and domestic pigs. Why would meme lovers like this? What's memes got to do, got to do with it. What's memes? For um, a second oh. Ending? Hmm.
0: Oh, bore. There was a very popular meme for, um, I, I and I'm going to boff this a little bit, I think. But there was a very popular meme. That was like, uh, something bore from like something BC. It was like an ancient ar- like an, I don't want to say artifact, but it was, it was, it was, it was, it's hard to explain as a lot of memes are. Why is it funny or whatever? There was like this random ancient artifact that was like a, a, a bore from like, you know, 476 BC or something. And people would just like put it inside other memes. Okay. So, meme. So, like a wise, traveling yes. meme. Yes. It would, you know, it'd be in like one of those memes where it's like, you know, when you say you want 476 BC boar sculpture, but your mom says you have 476 BC boar, you know, sculpture, uh, at sculpture at home. And it's
1: like a McDonald's Pumba toy.
0: Yeah. It was like one of those things. They would just like it they, they would just audit, just like put it in But things. what's the single syllable bore. genus? Okay,
1: so I borely believe it. But
0: I mean, bore does not sound like a genus. Wasn't
1: there wasn't there a uh, uh also like an event where a bunch of wild pigs like ran through somebody's yard mm-hmm. and it caused like a meme?
0: Yeah, flare up. Um 30 to 40 feral <laughs> hogs. That's right. Hog? Could be hog could be hog neither of these sound like genus but they're both very meme heavy. single syllable hog name bore the genus so it's not even
1: that it's part of it it's not like hogliferous or anything like that
0: <laughs> well i'm i mean we already, we haven't even looked at it from like the scientific standpoint of the genus mm-hmm. we've been solely on memes baby well,
1: I mean, we got the hint here. Meme lovers and quiz masters alike. Is that a hint? I don't know if that's part of the question.
0: If it is, I don't know about that hint. I think that m- meme lovers, yes. I think that is
1: a are, hint. are we taking this just for the rating? Are we taking the question as just what is the single syllable name of the genus for both wild and domestic pigs? Or are we going to include meme lovers and quiz masters alike should be able to figure it out? I don't like the should we be able to figure it out style. Yeah,
0: I, I'm not a fan yeah. of it either, but I, I feel meme lo- meme lovers, I feel like, is a hint. Okay.
1: Well, we'll get to the rating once we uh, finish ourselves here. Yeah, put your pibs back in your pants. All right, all right. Zip. <laughs> a zip. A zip. Um, that was my side pocket, by the way.
0: Got a zipper over there, too.
1: In case is you're Bob thinking goes
0: otherwise. Um, well, when we're thinking of the genus of pigs, not to be confused with genius of love, Genus of pig, does anything pop into your mind? Swine, hog, um, swine was one of the, f- was the first thing you said, right? Mm-hmm. The first thing I thought was sty, which doesn't make any sense because that's where they are. I don't know, man.
1: What's the, is there a meme connection with swine? Doesn't sound familiar.
0: No, I don't think so. I mean, the flu.
1: It's like a meme from like 10 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Before COVID, swine flu was like the big scary, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, respiratory thing. (laughs) Now it's like so minute in comparison, basically. Yeah. Um, Avian flu, too. Birdemic remember that movie mm-hmm. did you ever see that oh, yeah I did I've been recently watching the Sharknado films and I it's just making me want to revisit Birdemic because it's like ah, this is, it's just it's too high production value like I want that real crap <laughs> I want real shit. yeah um <clears throat>
0: I don't know man swine is
1: that what we're gonna write down uh, here uh, I guess
0: I don't think so you think so? No,
1: there's got to be the meme thing. Is like, I guess we have to include that as the hint because it's it's there and and it's affecting
0: our sus now. I've you know? I've typed it into Google, but I'm not looking at okay. the names. that way we can I can just click on search. Um, bacon—that's two syllables. Mm-hmm. Bacon. Ba- bacon. Ba- bacon. Bing. So, what can we think of any other genuses for other animals?
1: Of the is arachnid a genus?
0: That's a good question. See, I'm thinking of something like Latin sounding. So maybe arachnid I'm
1: off. doesn't sound Latin
0: enough to you? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm thinking like you know, fucking. Well, the species names, the scientific e. Pluribus unum. names, yeah. <laughs> the the species names
1: have Latin names, but yeah. um, I think arachnid, I think that's Latin. Let's go with swine then. Arachnid, mustelid, um, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what are what does it mean like
0: horses and zebras? They're the uh, undulates right yeah but i don't think that's their genus i no. think that has something Family? to do with like them having hooves or whatever i mean like you know pachyderm
1: well they're grouped together but they you know they're probably grouped together because they have something genetically similar to each other that make their hooves yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. let's go with swine all right we're gonna say swine yeah. so when searching for genus of pigs the correct answer is are we wrong wrong Sus What? SUS. Sus meme uh, and trivia. It was a hint all along. SUS. S U S. That pleasure turned into evil. Yeah. And now that I see it, I know I've seen that before. Pibs us, Daddy. Sus. S-U-S. Uh-huh. Well,
1: you got us, Holgast. You got us good. What is the single-syllable name of the genus for both wild and domestic pigs? Meme lovers and quiz masters alike should be able to figure it out. Figure it out. Ouch. This is is almost too clever. (laughs) It's almost too clever. Know what I mean? it's hoisted by its own petard it's 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 like i look at this and i go i don't like how this is written you know but but the the closer i look at it when you get into the details you know it's like uh it's like some crazy pointillist impressionist painting you know you go and you look walk at the back details from it. you see the method yeah. behind the madness mm-hmm. and you appreciate it more that's what i'm getting at here Um, but I still don't know if I like the format of how this is written, but if we're looking at this with our PIBs hat on, PIBs being popular, interesting, built-in hint, and short and sweet. Popular? I don't know. This is, uh, somewhat obscure, I would think, the genus of animals, so I'd probably have to give this a lowercase p, because animals are are somewhat popular Mm -hmm. requests in general. Um, is it interesting? It's almost more interesting to us, I think, than because we're, we are quiz masters. We are ID'd here in the question itself, you know, that it would be of interest to us. Uh, I think that this might be more interesting to us than, uh, than the typical trivia crowd, but it is still somewhat interesting that that connection between meme lovers and quiz masters is a hint. Um, you know, I'm going to give that uh, I'm going to give that a lowercase I, but we're going to give it a big B for the hint here because it's rife with hints. They're not obvious necessarily, but if you assume that there might be hints, then there's there's plenty to chew on here, actually, even uh, even if we didn't uh, come across the answer yourself. And is it short and sweet? It's uh it's short. It could be shorter. It could be could it be sweeter? it might be just the right taste. just the right level of sweetness here yeah. maybe, you know. So I'll give this a capital s. s.5. I as I've mentioned before, I like when questions just have uh, one item. It's not like separated between, you know, having a question and then a statement after the question. I like if it goes in one fell swoop. You just ask the question. So, um I might just rewrite this to be something like Meme lovers and quiz masters alike would be quick to figure out that what is the single syllable name of the genius for both wild and domestic pigs. I'm sure that could be cleaned up in and of itself, but something along that where you just combine it into one statement. Um, so yeah, lowercase P, lowercase I, capital B, S.5. i going to give this a pibs. Uh, what about the X factor? The X factor? Hmm. I don't know if that was really like a super satisfying sus. You know, we kind of sussed around a little bit, so it's got, you know, I'll give it a lowercase X. There's, there's, <clears throat> you can, you can, there's enough to chew on there and enough to get you going. You I know? feel
0: like this question is written solely for like listeners of this podcast mm-hmm. more than it is for a group of, if I ask this at my trivia, People would probably just be like, what? Yeah. Um, again, when you put it all together, it makes, it makes sense once you know the answer. Right. Um, now, I mean, we are kind of just like forgetting about the fact that there are people that probably just know this. I know I've seen this information before. So, I mean, this, you know, looking at this from the, from the vantage point of someone who just knows that that is the name of the genus of pigs, easy. And then you can kind of look back and go, oh. but I don't know if I asked this question live, if I would mention the quiz masters and meme lovers. meme lovers. You think that's more of a distraction? No, I mean, I think it's a hint, but I think again, it's kind of a niche hint. Because um, I don't know how many people talk about sussing outside. I mean, other than us, I, I'm sure some people do, but um, it's not a very often used word. I don't feel like. Uh, but it's a good question. It's clever. It, like you said, it's almost clever for the sake of being clever. Uh, it's right on the cusp of the Beyonce glitter um, realm. I'll give it an A minus um, to an A, somewhere in between there. Uh, I mean, it's good. It's it's fun. It's funny. Uh, when I saw the answer, you know, just it was like watching Glass Onion. <laughs> you know, it's like. Oh, of course. Like right. it's right in front of me the whole time. Gotcha. Um, so we,
1: we would both refine this question, it sounds like. A I think bit. a little bit, yeah.
0: But uh, a great, a great, a great rate my question. It was fun.
1: And if you'd like to write us with a rate my question, rate us with a rate my question, or a missed correction, please do so at no or call us at 1 929 356 6966. Here
0: is the last question from me. Of the podcast. Are you ready? Yeah. We can see the finish line. Which board game invented in 1998 was initially sold through Amazon.com and Starbucks stores? Which board game invented in 1998 was initially sold through Amazon.com and Starbucks locations?
1: Hmm invented in 1998. So it's a relatively new game. And presumably it's something that you would want to play at a Starbucks if they're selling it there. It's got to be something that will fit at a, uh, you know, Starbucks table, maybe even like a two-top. So the board can't be that that big. And when you go into Starbucks there's not like a game section so imagine it be pretty small and I wonder if it has a board at all maybe this uh, board game maybe you're, you're using this term somewhat loosely and it's like a tabletop game like what I'm thinking is maybe it's like Bananagrams but Bananagrams has no board it's a uh, banana bag full of letter tiles And it's like a a crossword building style game. But I think it's perfect for something like a Starbucks table. And being in that little bag, like you could, you know, have thousands of those hanging out in an Amazon warehouse. Just grab one, boom, pop it in an envelope. Good to go. And I think it's relatively new. 1998. So the early 2000s is when it, Probably became popular. And I feel like the timeline with Bananagrams matches too, but no board. It sounds like a name that Jimmy Buffett himself would have come up with. So I'm going to go with Bananagrams.
0: I'm sorry, it is not Bananagrams. No! What is it? The correct answer is Cranium. Really? Cranium was sold at Starbucks? That's correct.
1: Huh. And on Amazon.com. Wow. 1998. All right. Well, and it does have a board. So there's no, no tomfoolery
0: going on there. <laughs> Trying to find some, some way to <laughs> bust my answer. Does have a board. All right, fine. Check well, no, I'm just saying, I, I you know, know, I, I took myself on a path, you know, banana is a very good guess. Yeah. Uh, Cause it seemed like it popped up out of nowhere one day. Mm-hmm. I can totally see where you're, where you're coming from. All right.
1: Uh, my final question for you is a fashion question. Oh, perfect. Great.
0: Love the f- fashion.
1: Well, you're a phone guy too, right? Yeah. This is a phone question as well. Ooh, yeah. now we're talking the first phone with a capacitive touch screen. That's like a touch screen that we have today that can recognize, you know, finger presses and stuff like that arrived six months before the iPhone. It was made by LG but bearing the name of what fashion brand that itself was founded in Milan. So this was known as the blank phone where the blank is the fashion brand. And it was the first phone with a capacitive touch screen beating the iPhone by six months manufactured by LG, but bearing the name of what fashion brand itself founded in
0: Milan. I don't know. I'm not even going to dick around. I don't know. The first fashion brand that came to my mind is the one that I'm going to use. And I think it sounds Milan-ish. I'm going to say Prada. No shit. That's correct.
1: The Prada phone. No fucking shit. Yes. Congratulations, Mark. Only 14% of my teams got Holy that right. Holy shit. Well done. An and amazing, amazing effort did I do that?
0: This episode. I have no idea, man. You're just tuned in. Well, I got two of them wrong. I didn't get on the last one. So let's be fair here. Well, I, one I of I those was the Pluto. And and to be fair, you know. <laughs> are you owning up to that being a little. Uh, it's
1: a little uh, pig <laughs> genus. It's a little hog genus, if you will. Okay. A little wild boar uh-huh. genus. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah.
0: sus, yeah, okay. if you will. S-U-S. But I
1: think it's a fine question. You just have to make sure that you are saying in astrology. Because. Yeah, you're going to get some pushback from people going, Pluto's not a planet. Hey, astrology, but, get with the times. Take Pluto out of there, huh? I don't know. There was uh, there was some discourse, actually, that broke out. Like, somebody was like, it's not a planet. Somebody else was like, actually, well, it's a micro planet or a protoplanet or something like that. Dwarf I planet. I don't know exactly what's going on there. But in astrology, they don't care. They don't give an F. It's yeah. the planet of power, rebirth, and transformation.
0: Prada. The Prada phone. Prada phone. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what else I would have get I mean... I was trying to, I mean, I was thinking there's that one. What is it? Givenchy? Versace? No, G I V E N C H Y. It's kind of a popular brand now. Givenchy. Uh, Versace is another one. Um, but a couple of them felt um, not Milan. Mm. Prada just like rolled yeah. right into my head and i'm glad i didn't talk myself out of it because if i would have started thinking of some of those other brands you know gucci you know things like that um i would have been in some fucking trouble
1: yes the uh the Prada phone, or as acronymists would call it the pp <laughs> of course mark thanks for hanging out oh. and completing let me just double check here <laughs> oh yeah, no we're still recording oh no it's we're completing gone. this episode And I just want to thank you so much for taking some time out on this Sunday afternoon to do that. And thank you. Yeah. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you for listening. Please join us every week for a new episode by subscribing to no nonsense trivia podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can support the no, no in several ways. The easiest by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends. You could also leave us a written review on your favorite podcast platform. And you can support the podcast by buying some merch. There's a link in the show notes for that. Or you can support us on Patreon by visiting our website, theno.no.com. That link's been uh, broken for almost a year, I think, but I just fixed it. Hell so yeah. Yeah. All those... Uh, now they're going <laughs> to come rolling in. That's what we want to see, Theno.no.com And click the support link at the top, which will take you to our Patreon page, giving you access to bonus content, the new Quizmasters log that I'll be posting, mark if you want to do quizmasters log you're more than welcome to uh sure you know to do one. To.
0: and our full library of episodes and more and remember if you sign up for the patreon you're one of the top two tiers you get to hear my dulcet tones say your name uh thanks a huge huge thanks to our pibs masters kaz rick g adam aka dr Age, sam spencer blake aka motor liquor brandon long adam volk at esma and redcrest kitchen Tim at Pats Garden Service, Tommy, who just got a promotion at work. Congratulations, Tommy. Yes, congratulations. And Gil. It's Gil. And our team captains, Ed, Hayden, Matt, Skyler, Kristen, Fletcher, Lydia, OG Aaron, and David Holbrook. David Holbrook and David Holbrook. And we do want to welcome two new patrons this
1: week. We have a new Rumple Snailskin. Franny May. Welcome, Franny. Thank you,
0: Franny May. And new proverbial lightkeeper, Brian Kearney. Brian Kearney. Yes. Thank you. Thanks. Brian, Franny, we appreciate
1: you both. And as we mentioned, if you'd like to write us with a no note, a rate my question. Rate us with a write my question. <laughs> now a you're getting me. Off. correction I'm just asking <laughs> you to do it every single time now. gmail.com That's the email address. Or call us. You don't have to call us. You could send us a voice memo to that email address as well. But you could also just use your phone and call us at 1929 356
0: 6966.
1: And please uh, look for us on social media and follow us there.
0: After so long of hearing just our voices, it's nice to hear another voice. (laughs) That sounds so lonely. Is anybody out there? (laughs) Just smile if you can hear me. Uh, Just not if you can hear me. Uh, We also want to uh, ask you uh, do you want to hang out with us during the week, please? are so lonely. We have a Discord channel you can join. Just check the show notes for that. We also have a Facebook group. The link for that is also in the show notes. Or you can just go on Facebook and search for the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast to join us there. And finally, don't forget to leave us a rating on your favorite podcast service. Post five mo stars Lonely, only, please. <laughs> Until next time, No Nonsense listeners. Have a great mo. Yeah! We did!